Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. Not my real name. It's a pen name that I use here at my newsletter, LOL Sober. On Easter, I went to an egg hunt that got a little bit awkward. The mom who had arranged it said the party would start at 10 a.m. and the egg hunt would be at 10:45. And I got there right at 10, and <clears throat> most of the other people who'd been invited were there by 10:15, 10:30, something like that, and. Kids were getting pretty rowdy, prowling around the backyard as they looked but couldn't touch all of these eggs. There was probably 200 eggs hidden out there. They weren't really hidden. They were just laying out there. So it was like very taunting. And at about 1040, the mom who had arranged the party announced that the egg hunt was about to begin. So the kids all lined up and she yelled, three, two, one, go. And they, if, you ever, if you've ever held any sort of egg hunt, you know that it takes two hours to prepare and 14 seconds to actually happen. The kids absolutely swarmed the backyard and within two minutes, the whole thing was over. Every egg had been found. They were opening up. They were already, there were lollipops in the mouths already after like two minutes. And man, at about 1044, a mom walked in with her son and saw that the whole thing had just ended and they were devastated. I felt really bad for both the mom and the kid. Um, I also felt really bad for the mom who had busted her ass to organize the whole thing and had someone standing here like very, very unhappy. And the mom who organized it was mortified. You know, I'll call her Heather. That's not her real name. Uh, so I'll call her Heather. Um, and she apologized profusely to the other mom who I'll, I'll call her Mary. So Mary arrived late at Heather's house and so Heather, the organizer, she scrambled to grab some eggs and some leftover candy and just give it to the kid and fill up his little Easter basket that he was holding. And the awkward part that um, that I mentioned was the exchange between these two moms who were both heartbroken in different ways um, that one of these kids had missed out on the egg hunt. So Heather was like, I'm so, so sorry. I should have, man, I should have waited a few more minutes. And Mary said, uh, yeah. You said the egg hunt was 10.45, not 10.40. And Heather reiterated like, oh, did I? And Mary was like, yeah, yeah, that's what you said. I have it right here. And she held up the, the text that had been sent out earlier, the invite. She held that up as evidence. And the organizer, organizing mom looked even more devastated. She said, I'm so sorry. I just, I'd meant that as an estimate. I should have probably been more specific or weighted or something. I'm so sorry. And that's when the second mom was like, well, I, I did tell you I was coming. So I, I would have wished you would have waited for all of your guests to arrive. And when the whole thing had begun to un unravel, I felt like I, I understood both. Like I, I was kind of with both moms. I understood where both of them were coming from. I understood why the organizing mom had gotten the egg hunt started a few minutes early than earlier than maybe she originally intended. I, I don't even know that she was watching the clock. I, I just like a feel thing, I think. And I saw, I understood the mom who arrived late. Like I saw her face. I saw her kid's face when they arrived and it was a gut punch knowing, Oh no, here we go. This kid missed the egg hunt. So I felt for both of them. But when that second mom started like proving her case with texts and really laying it on thick um, you know, I swung toward Heather, the organizing mom. Um, I, 
I get being bummed out, but I th- I thought Mary had really started to pour on the disappointment sauce on this sandwich. Um, uh, you know, you want to mention once that you thought she had said 1045, you know, sure, fine, go for it. I wouldn't do it, but you do you um, if you want to make that point. But to go back to that well over and over and over again at a party this lady set up, it just felt like unnecessary roughness. And this is just my two cents here, just a, a opinion. I think when you get invited to a two-hour party with a big event in the middle, I actually think it's a little rude to show up just for the big event. Like, imagine if you had a birthday party that started at 6 and you invite your friends and your friend was like, you know what, I, tell me what time the cake is at. I'm just going to come and eat a piece of cake and then I got to get going. I'd be like, you know what, dickhead, stay home. <laughs> you know? So I kind of like felt that way deep down too. And, um, you know, you're probably wondering why is this on a sober newsletter, you know? And it's because I noticed my own behavior. I noticed a very distinct change in my thought process and also my actions. It was extremely awkward the entire time. And I can't, I used to not be able to handle situations like this. All of the parents were like, staring at their feet or uncomfortably wandering around during this exchange between these two moms. And a few tried to jump in and say stuff or soothe, smooth things over, try to make everything okay one way or another. And um, I used to feel that compelling urge like, oh, this is, this sucks. I want it to not suck. What can I do? Can I pay? Can I give you money? Can I, even when it didn't involve me and this time I just stayed out of it. I know that I know that might sound a little bad like staying out of a conflict like I like you know you, I don't think I would ever want to be like a weak bystander, but it's it's more like minding my own business and overcoming a character defect because I have a serious issue with with people pleasing, you know? I need people to like me, I need people to like you. I need people to like both of us. I I need all of you to like each other. It's just so I can, I absolutely used to not be able to watch as two people don't like each other. I need to jump in and save the day. I have that I used to have that urge big time and I still have it a little bit, but you know, and it might not sound like such a bad thing to to like kind of want to jump in and make things a little better, but I have found it's it's kind of a recipe for failure in life, you know, because you can't make everybody happy, you know. Um, people pleasing means I go outside of normal, healthy boundaries, try to make everybody and everything okay, and it just doesn't—it doesn't work. It took me a long time, but the longer I've been sober, the more I realize I'm never going to have a hundred percent approval rating. I'm never going to be able to solve all of the neighborhood disputes or the people at work who don't get along. I, you know, I need to do the next right thing, and even if somebody ends up not liking me because of it, I still need to do the next right thing. It also means I don't constantly try to play peacemaker in random situations. I used to do that all the time, and it inevitably ended badly for everybody, not just me, the people involved too. I try to moderate situations or jump in with some funny comments, try to make everybody smile. Maybe that would help. And I'd always end up involved in an inappropriate way, and I'd end up with some kind of pain in a situation that doesn't have anything to do with me. I wasn't invited in, and yet I invited myself in. And that's honestly a little self-centered, isn't it? You can't really solve other people's issues for them, especially if no one asked you to help, you know? And I, I called, I use the phrase random situations, and what I mean by that is I don't mean ignoring 
two of your kids fighting in the living room or seeing someone punch a, a waiter at a restaurant. In those cases, I think you have an obligation to intervene. But if I see two people arguing at the grocery store over who was in line first or I, you know, there's an email exchange where two people at work are bickering or there's an egg hunt timing dispute. If I'm not involved, I'm probably better off not diving in to try to make it all better. If I were asked to step in, I probably would, you know, but in this case, nobody asked me to make it all better. I have to sit back. I have to trust the universe. So I didn't get involved. I stayed out of it. Uh, Heather apologized profusely and just stopped engaging in the argument. And she just sort of let her words stand that she was sorry. And, you know, unbelievable. But the universe did indeed step in because as all of this unfolded, the kids began to notice that one of their friends had missed the egg hunt. And so they started coming over one by one, unprompted by any of the adults. And they started giving this late kid some eggs that they had found. And over the course of... 15 minutes, I watched every kid hand this late kid uh, a couple of eggs, and it ended up that this kid's basket filled up more and more and more, and by the end, he had more eggs than, than anybody else, even though he missed the whole egg hunt. So that's when I stepped in, and I took some of the eggs for myself. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not the moral of the story. Moral of the story, I think, if there is one, is that People pleasing at egg hunts is bad. Don't do it. Uh, and also, you know, maybe show up when the party starts, not just for the goodies or I don't know, some shit like that. Thanks for letting me share.